Here we are, recording our very first podcast. This is so exciting. I'm a bit nervous. How about you? I am pretty nervous too. But let's get started. So, okay. Welcome to Immunotherapy Talks with ACIR. I'm Ute Burkhardt, co-founder of ACIR. And I'm Nathan Souk. And we're the co-hosts of this new podcast. And uh, so in this podcast, what we want to do is discuss current and um, important questions in cancer immunotherapy. And in each episode, we'll also get the opinion of renowned experts in their field. Stay tuned. Yeah. In this first episode, uh, we want to give some background about ourselves. Uda, do you want to start? So what brought you to the field? Well, cancer immunotherapy has always been fascinating to me, and it has been even more encouraging to see that this treatment option can make a real difference for some patients. So in fact, I focused all of my education and professional career on this topic. I received my PhD in biochemistry from Goethe University Frankfurt, Germany, for studies that focused on optimizing cancer vaccine design. And in my postdoctoral work in Cassie Wu's lab at the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute in Boston, I had the exciting chance to work on a clinical trial and to dissect the biological effects of a cancer vaccine administered early after stem cell transplant in patients with advanced chronic lymphocytic leukemia. Since the end of 2015, though, it's been all about ACIR, but we will get to that shortly. So first, let's tell our listeners a bit more about you, Nathan. What has brought you to immunotherapy? Sure. So my story starts with uh, how I got into research. And so I got into research in science uh, in undergrad, and my institution as a whole was very basic science focused. We did a lot of genetic engineering of yeast, and uh, it was mostly synthetic biology and genetics. And while I loved this process of research, I really wanted to do something that could tangibly benefit people. And so when I graduated, I went to Memorial Sloan Kettering in New York with Jed Walchik, where I studied the role of the innate immune system in cancer immunotherapy, especially dendritic cells. So Uta, why is cancer immunotherapy so exciting to us and to so many other cancer researchers? Well, because it works. Cancer immunotherapy has created options for many patients who did not respond to conventional cancer therapy, such as surgery, chemotherapy, and radiation and it has sparked an intense enthusiasm, resulting in a dramatic increase in research, development, and clinical testing to identify more such life-saving therapies and to make it work for more patients. Yeah, research in the labs and the clinics are working at full speed, and new information is growing at a staggering pace. And there's so much information, we know it's difficult to stay on top of it all. Uh, but we also know it's super important for researchers to keep on top of their field, not only the stuff that is directly relevant to their current research, but also other aspects of the field and other advances. And it's because these kinds of advances might just spark the thought or give that creative incentive to help you with your own work. And so having this up-to-date knowledge and keeping up with the big picture is super important for advancing the field. Yes, exactly. So while working at the Dana-Farber, my friend and colleague at Fritsch approached me with a pretty unique idea that would lead us to building ACIR, a nonprofit organization focused on the mission of freely and efficiently sharing all that new information to accelerate cancer immunotherapy research. Perfect. I guess it's a good time to bring in today's guest, Ed Frisch. More after the break. Immunotherapy Talks is our new podcast at ACIR. If you love our show and would like to become a sponsor, email us at contact at ACIR.org. 
In the meantime, follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn and Instagram to take a sneak peek at our next topics and guests. So today, let's bring in the guest, Ed Frisch, president of the Frisch Foundation and co-founder of ACIR with Uta. Hi, Ed. Welcome to our show. Hey, Ed. Hey, Uta. Hi, Nathan. Thanks for having me here. Ed, thanks so much for coming in today. We're really excited to have you. So first, let's have you introduce yourself to our listeners. Um, I think anyone who Googles you will find you on Wikipedia and find that you are uh, an author of Molecular Cloning, a laboratory manual. A lot of people consider that the Bible of molecular biology. Yeah, pretty exciting <laughs> name to be part of the Bible. <laughs> very, very exciting stuff. So tell us, uh, how did you get started in research in biotech? Sure. No, I'm happy to share. Um, I started out as a molecular biologist where I got my PhD. And as a postdoc, I was really fortunate to be able to work in the field of recombinant DNA, which was a just breaking field at the time. Um, I went to work at Caltech with Tom Maniotis, and we actually made the first library of the human genome. Uh, we cloned the first multi-gene segment out of that library and used it to really understand the molecular basis of a variety of inherited diseases. It was a very exciting time, um, and it also really put me in a position to move into the biotech field to really utilize recombinant DNA technology to help develop therapeutic proteins, proteins like erythropoietin and factor eight and factor nine. Um, it was a very exciting and rewarding time there too. So I had great opportunities, a whole new class of drugs we were developing. That sounds very interesting. So why did you switch from the biotech to immunotherapy? Yeah, well, um, it was exciting, but it was time to retire too. Um, my wife and I, <laughs> after having worked and raised the family, we were ready to sort of relax a little bit. Um, but unfortunately, her breast cancer came back just as I retired. Uh, so uh, we took care of her, but then she passed away. And, uh, you know, that was a tough time. But, you know, that's when I decided and I needed to do something back, knew something to fight back. Um, and I wanted to come back to work somewhere in the field of cancer, but I actually didn't have a good idea of what to do. <laughs> so uh, interestingly, every day I went to the new scientific literature uh, in the field of cancer to see what people were interested in, what was exciting about the field. That's when I came across immunotherapy. That was in 2011. Mm -hmm. Exactly the time when ipilimumab got approved, right? Right, yes, right. My and former and it, boss, Jed Walchick. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Jed was a, one of the important people in the field. Uh, and so it did look like a field that was going to have an impact. So I got ex excited by that. Um, I went over to the Dana-Farber where uh, I talked to Glenn Drainoff, who was like the guru of immunotherapy at the Farber at the time. And basically, I gave him my CV and said, I want to do something in immunotherapy. You got something I can do. Unfortunately, uh, he did. Uh, and so I began working with Kathy Wu at the Dana-Farber, and that's where Uda and I met back in 2012, uh, and uh, with Nir Hakon at the Broad Institute. And we developed the per first personal neoantigen cancer vaccine. It was mm. based on, you know, sequencing individual each individual patient's tumor, making a vaccine out of peptides for that individual patient, vaccinating them, and doing the same thing for the next patient. 
So a whole different paradigm of how to, how to develop a drug. That is super exciting. And I'm going to stop you right there, Ed, before you talk more about the personal cancer vaccines, because that's actually something we want to talk about in a future episode, because it's, it's a very exciting stuff. And we, uh, we want to keep that uh, our readers and our, our listeners in suspense. But then, uh, sorry, continue. So then, but then what happened with, uh, uh, so then you were in Glen, working now with uh, Kathy Wu and Glenn Drainoff, then when exactly did ACIR come up? Yeah, um, well, I mean, that whole time was very exciting. Uh, but unfortunately, my son, Matt, developed melanoma during that time, and it was an aggressive melanoma, and he fought it hard, but um, he eventually passed away in, in early 2015. So it was just like less than mm-hmm. four years after my wife passed away. So um, I really doubled down, okay, and I wanted to do more. Um, Matt had been an en- engineer at SpaceX, so he's a rocket scientist, and uh, he owned stock in the company, and I inherited that stock. And at the funeral, one of his friends told me that Matt had told him that if he passed away from cancer, he might like to have his SpaceX stock uh, donated to cancer research. So I thought that was a great idea. Um, but I really wanted to do something special. I didn't want to just give it away to somebody. I wanted to try to do something more unique with it. Uh, but again, the question is what to do. Uh, so uh, one morning in the Shire, though, it came to me. Um, I recalled how after my wife had passed away, I went to the new literature every day to see what was exciting. That gave me ideas. It inspired me ultimately, got me into immunotherapy, and I still kept doing it every day. Um, and it kept inspiring me. It kept giving me new ideas. But it was also time-consuming. And then I realized that everybody should be doing this, but for everybody to do it, it would take so much time in the end, ag- all the aggregating all these people together in a time. And so the idea I had was, well, what if we get a small group of people who do it, and then we publish that information. We say, here's what's happened that's important in the field over the last week. You can read it in 20 minutes once a week, save yourself hours of time, but still have all the clear critical information. So I thought maybe that's what we should do with this money. Could we sort of set up a group that would Mm. do that? So that's sort of when I, you know, that morning, right away, I went to uh, Uda uh, at the Dana-Farber and bought her a cup of coffee and said, I have this money. I have this idea. How would you like to build this with me? And so that's how ACIR got started, basically. We're a not-for-profit, 501c3. Um, We don't charge anything for our newsletter. uh, And we survive purely based on generous donations that come in from foundations, that come in from uh, biopharmaceutical companies. And very proudly, we get a lot of small donations from many individuals. So that's great. So Uta, so then you met Ed in, uh, was it 2015? in Kathy Wu's lab or like, so what happened there? Well, so um, we started uh, with the idea about ACIR, we started in 2015. Um, And um, in the beginning, it took us about like a year and a half to actually figure out how to realize the idea and to do it right. We had to learn how to efficiently go through the literature every day, what style and organization of the write-ups we wanted to produce. And we came up with a unique whiteboard concept for Mm. a visual summary. So like the hand-drawn 
images that you usually create when you give a presentation in a journal club and you want to bring across the concept of what's um, been studied. Um, so with our small staff and many volunteers, we have been regularly publishing our newsletter even through those um, through these uh, very difficult pandemic, pandemic. times. <laughs> yes. Mm. Um, so every week we report on the new and exciting advances. I mean, absolutely. I mean, our service is very well received. We get lots of positive feedback from our readers, both for the writings as well as the drawings that Uta talked about. And all that's been extremely gratifying. Um, we also had many key figures in the field of cancer immunotherapy, like Jim Allison, the 2018 winner of the Nobel Prize in Medicine, who's really provided a testimonial supporting ACIR. So that's also extremely encouraging to us to see such good feedback. So. Well, we also have a section on ACIR, which we call Meet the Researcher, where we actually interview the people who do the research that we report on. Um, and it's been a very well-received section we have. It's always fun to read. Well, Ed, um, thank you so much for coming in today and being our first guest on the show. Um, we really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for inviting me. Happy to be here. Thanks so much, Ed, for coming in and being our first guest. Uta, anything you'd like to add? Sure. Cancer immunotherapy has had a profound impact on many patients. At ACIR, we hope that with the rapid dissemination of new scientific knowledge, we can support the creativity and productivity of researchers and their efforts to develop cures for cancer. And this is also where this new format, Immunotherapy Talks with ACIR, comes in. We will digest the latest in cancer immunotherapy into bite-sized pieces and speak with renowned experts in the field to help you stay on top of the field. That was Immunotherapy Talks with ACIR. We hope you enjoyed this introductory episode. Click the subscribe button and be notified of our next episodes. In the meantime, visit ACIR.org to stay up to date. Thank you and keep up your important work in this exciting field. Let's go make a difference. Thanks again to Ed Fritsch for being our first guest on the show and to Gael Lambi who produced and edited this episode. If you are interested in becoming a sponsor for Immunotherapy Talks, email us at contact at acir.org.